You are listening to the Space Tastic Mysteries podcast. We are in the middle of the Space Base LVN novel, the second series now called Strange Phenomena, which is the second novel in Anagale Line's Space Base LVN series. This is episode 23, The Showdown. If you have not subscribed, do so now. And if you are on YouTube, hit the bell to be notified of new episodes. He is fine, but where are you going? To rescue my father. Because he was married to an heir to the supervisor seats, he has a tracking device embedded in his skin. I had General Graham read it, so we are going to rescue him. How do you know he is in trouble? He is on India 7. Maybe he decided to return home. I shook my head. He is in a prison on India 7. A prison that has not been in use for 20 years because it is extremely dangerous. Not only is the air bad but there is a lot of damage. It is unstable and can collapse at any moment. I pointed to Tony, then Drew. You two are coming with me. Meet me in Hangar Bay Alpha in 15 minutes. I stood. I am going to gather the equipment we will need. Shovels, gloves, rope. Drew, bring two mobile Diane monitors. Allie, can you watch the kids? They are pretty self-sufficient. And, Dominic will be home from the academy later tonight. He says he is bringing a surprise. I hope this is not another girlfriend, or that he is going to be a father. I love the boy, but he is too girl crazy for my tastes. He has always wanted to follow in Drew's footsteps and be a doctor. I am just afraid something is going to get him off track. Victoria and Ali said in unison, I want to go with you. I rubbed my eyes and asked, Hook, do you want to come too? You might as well since you might prove useful in getting us into this prison. I never thought I would be breaking into a prison. I have broken out when I have been held captive. Hook threw up his hands and decided. Why not? I made arrangements for the children before I said. Everyone, meet me in Hangar Bay Alpha in 15 minutes. I stood up and navigated my way to the doors, moving out them. 15 minutes later, everyone filed onto the spacecraft. I'd spent the last 15 minutes gathering equipment and storing them in the bulkheads of the spacecraft neatly and in alphabetical order. Everyone, take a seat. We will get underway in a few minutes. Hook decided. I will fly the spacecraft. You can be the co-pilot and tell me where I am flying to. You look like you could use a little downtime. I am fine. No special treatment because I am pregnant, I advised the group, raking my eyes around them. However, if you want to pilot the spacecraft, okay. I held my stomach a moment and dashed to the nearest facilities. I spent the next few minutes over the toilet. When I started to move out of the facilities, I heard Drew say, I don't know if she will forgive me for what I did when that being was in me. She is an intelligent woman, Victoria countered. She knows it wasn't you. It was the being. However, I am wondering if you have some psychological damage because you played host to that being. I am fine. Okay. But if you decide you are not, Give me a call, and I will hook you up with a colleague of mine who specializes in this type of trauma. All I need right now is to know that my wife forgives me. Drew, I called out, can I see you for a moment in bedroom Alpha? I walked into the bedroom and sat on the bed, waiting for him. He entered a few minutes later. He stood by the doors. Looking at his feet, I stood and walked over to him. I cupped his chin and forced him to look at me. It is fine. We are fine. I know that it was not you who tried to kill me and accused me of not being able to keep our children alive without you. I know it was the being. Yes, but it had to be hurtful nevertheless. 
You know I think you are a terrific mother, wife and you are great at what you do. You scared me so much when you said we were through. I knew it was the being. I called in Feynman to help you. I couldn't get through to you on my own, but Victoria. I discovered she was an expert on these beings. Alex, you have been my life for over 20 years. When you said we are done, I was trying so hard to overtake him. I put my arms around him and held him. Everything's fine between us. We can discuss it more later, but I need you to be at full capacity because I didn't want to worry Ali. However, I feel our father now. It is bad, Drew. It is really bad. I feel him teetering. We have to get there before anything happens. I need to talk with him before anything happens. He and I don't have the best relationship, and I think I've always partially blamed him because Mama died. I need to make things right. Drew put his hands on my face and sprawled his fingers up through my hair. We will do our best to get there in time. A few hours later, I led the group to the prison camp on the Southern Pole. Once we came face to face with the large, looming, golden gate, I turned to Hook. This is what I needed you to hack. Hook walked over to the box that held a small number pad. He pressed a few numbers and worked at it for a few minutes until the gates split open. We moved through them as he said, Man, my skills are rusty. In the old days, it would have taken me less than a minute. You still did well, I remarked, moving the group in the direction in which I felt my father's connection. When I felt this undeniable overwhelm of his emotions, I knew we arrived. Then I heard in my head, Elixa, please help me. I responded with, I am on my way. We came face to face with another gate. I gestured for Hook to work his magic. When the gates open, I saw rows and rows of cells. Okay, spread out and look for him in every cell. We need to find him as soon as possible. I headed in the direction of where I felt him the strongest. Then I stopped at the very last cell in the last row on my side of the room. I saw him. I saw him, pale and shivering on a cot. His breathing, labored, bruises over his face and arms. I sent messages for Drew and Hook to join me. Once Hook arrived, he went to work on the lock of the cell. Once he opened the lock, he pushed open the cell doors. Drew and I rushed in. Drew threw a mini dying monitor on my father's arm, and after making a few selections, Drew said, looking up at me, we have to get him out of here immediately. He is dying. That is not going to be as easy as it sounds, I remarked, meeting Drew's gaze. There are guards surrounding this place. I took you all in the back entrance. I don't know if we are going to get out of here without someone seeing us. Why don't you just touch him? Drew questioned, gesturing me over to him. You can use your abilities to heal him until we can get him to safety. I entered the space and touched my father's head. I held it on my father's head until he pulled himself into a sitting position. How did you do that? Ali questioned, tilting her head to study me. I shrugged. I have healing gifts. It is part of my abilities. We discovered it when the twins were sick. Elixa, Dad said in my head, we need to get out of here immediately. We are in grave danger. We can go out the back way, but we need to be prepared for a fight. I have never backed down from a fight, I returned. Are you going to be able to walk? He nodded. Then I took a deep breath and then charged. Okay. We are going out the same way we came in. However, I want everyone who has a piece to be prepared to use it because these people are not going to let us go without a fight. We moved out of the cell and down the hallway. As we traveled to the doors, 
sleeth globes started being thrown at us. Just keep dodging them. I instructed as I glanced back to look at the people following me. Then as we cleared that corridor, knives popped out of the walls. Keep avoiding them. As we made a turn, people moved toward us with their weapons drawn. I pulled my 9mm from my secret compartment and trained it on them. I saw Hook, Tony and Drew do the same. You all need to get in a cell because we are going to make sure you all do not leave this facility. One of the people, who upon closer inspection, looked like Roman Damien, one of the supposed slain supervisor seath holders. Christina, step away from them. They are assassins. They are the murderers. Come back with us. We will protect you. You have never protected me. Ali screamed, pointing her own weapon at them. You didn't protect me. You took me from my real, biological father. You killed my mother. I remember. I was building a sandcastle, waiting for Mama to take me to my doctor's appointment. She was arguing with Papa, but it was you who shot her and then took me. That's all lies. All of it. They are gaslighting you into believing the only family who has ever loved you. Us. Are the bad people when it was Renata Camry and the rest of the members of the supervisors who voted to kill us, stole our home and have caused chaos. We were only defending ourselves. Ali shook her head. I don't buy that. I don't know what really happened, but I know, in my gut, that even you know the lies about the Indigoids stealing land and killing you as absolute rubbish. I know that is why we visited Romeo 8 every year. You raised me as a Zeitverschiedete, and good Zeitverschiedetes make the pilgrimage to Romeo 8 every year. I learned a lot going there about the Zeitverschiedetes. For instance, I learned Zeitis, the language of the Zeitverschiedetes. When you would find me in the libraries, I was reading ancient texts. Do you know what I discovered? You are crazy. I am taking you home where you belong, back to Cain. Ali shook her head again. No, I will never go back with you. You killed my mama, why? Because she was coming too close to discovering that you, and your ancestors before you, have been hiding something on this planet. There was a civil war on Romeo 8 between the two different types of Zeitverschiedetes. The ones who become invisible and the ones who don't. The invisible ones were banished to another planet. They picked India 7, you are telling such lies. Every word you are speaking is a lie. Is that what happens when you live among the Indigoids? They teach you how to lie. Ali tilted her head to the side and searched his eyes. No, you did. You taught me to lie when you said the Zeitverschiedetes were here first. You know that is not true. You know there is an underground chamber where all the Indigoids your ancestors killed when they invaded this planet are buried. I didn't believe it at first. Because it isn't true. I am going to give you one more chance to come back with me. Back to Cain or I am going to destroy you with the rest of them. You did to me what your ancestors did to the Indigoids. You erase their memories of the great invasion. You erase my memory, and that of my father and sister behind me, of me ever being a part of their family. I am done, he shouted, aiming his gun at her chest and pulling the trigger. I pulled her out of the way. Every armed person in our group started to exchange fire with him as his companions suddenly appeared behind him. I trained my gun on the man who argued with Ali, the one she said murdered Mama, and I shot him in the leg. He screamed, bending down and grabbing his leg. I had Drew tend to the man's leg while I moved him into a nearby cell. Then Drew and I slipped out of it. I locked the cell behind us. The rest of our group did the same. 
I called it into the IIB as we navigated our way out of the prison compound and back to the spacecraft. Once we were all inside, I piloted it back to the LVN. A few hours later, Ali and I waited in the reception area of the hospital. I paced one way, she paced the other. Can you show me proof that everything you said is true? She stopped, looked at me and pulled a chip from her pocket. She handed it to me. This is all the proof you need, and to arrest him for Mama's murder. We stopped when we saw Drew coming out of the operating room. He lowered his mask and said, he is stable for now. The nurses are putting him in one of the rooms. If you hadn't used your abilities, Alex, he would not have made it. They roughed him up pretty badly. He had damage to his organs that we had to repair. It is clear that it was worse before you lent your abilities to the situation. I am optimistic that he is going to be fine. Can we see him? Ali questioned, meeting Drew's gaze. Drew shook his head and insisted, I want to give him time to rest. I will call you when he can have visitors. I will wait here, thank you, Ali said as she sat. I followed suit and said with grave deliberation, I understand that you didn't grow up with Mama or Papa. I understand that, for you, this is your way of reconnecting with our family, but I don't want you to be disappointed. I need you to get to know us for who we are now and not who we used to be, and that includes Papa. You guys are a breath of fresh air in comparison to the way I have been living, she returned, looking over at me. I have no expectations about you or any of the family being as we were. Mama was our rock. I agreed, she was. He did his best, but things were not the same after she died. How long have you known who killed Mama? You have been listening to the Space Tastic Mysteries podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Anagale, you can go to anagalelines.com. It's A-N-N-A-G-A-I-L. L-Y-N-E-S dot com. And there you can download the first book in the Space Base LVN series called The Last Chance Station for free. You can also buy her other science fiction books on the website, Amazon, BN.com, Lulu and many other online outlets. Also sign up for the newsletter to keep updated as to what's going on in the world of the Anagale Lines podcast, her motivational podcast that helps women live significant lives and Space Static Mysteries podcast. Follow her on social media, Lady Anagale on TikTok, Anagale Lines on Twitter and Anagale Lines Artist on Instagram. Join her Facebook page at facebook.com backslash author Anagale. Thank you for listening. And thank you for being you.